Hi, this is Samantha Newark, probably best known as the voice of Jem and Jerrica from Jem and the Holograms, and you are listening to Hellions Talks. Almost live from a library near you, this is Hellions Talks, starring the masked library, Kevin Hellion. He is the lauder of the long box, the hero of the hall, and he's on a mission to bag and board them all. Now the Retro Network proudly presents a talk show of comic proportions. I can do this all day. Oh, I can't sing. That's what I can't do. Jeez. All right. So <laughs> the last episode of Hawkeye aired on Wednesday. This episode is going up on Thursday. And let's talk about it. This will be a full spoiler review. So if you have not seen Hawkeye, please, by all means, thank you for the download. Uh, go ahead and save the show or delete it. And then after you've watched it, download it again to give me two downloads. And come back whenever you're ready, whenever you've watched the whole show. I know some people are saying that they wanted to wait and do it all at once totally understand some people wanted to wait and watch it with family or over the christmas break again totally understand but i was there each and every week trying to make sure i wasn't spoiled if i had not yet watched it when i went to my comic shop on wednesdays i flat out told everyone in there i have not watched it yet please don't ruin it and everyone would you know if they had watched it they were off on one side talking about it everyone that had it we were off on the other and respect was given to not have things ruined for anyone. Uh, so I have now watched episode six, final episode of the season, and the last Marvel thing we're getting for, I believe, five months, I think? Uh, sorry, last official MCU, because Morbius will be out in January. Um, but I don't believe we have exact dates for any uh, Disney Plus shows coming up here. So the next one we know for sure is Doctor Strange until we get some dates there. But again, if you do not want to know anything for Hawkeye. If you have not yet watched it, if you want to remain spoiler-free, please turn off the podcast at this time and come back later. All right, let's go. Uh, so at the end of episode five, we get our reveal of Kingpin has been involved and that Kate Bishop's mom has been working with the Kingpin, so everything comes crashing down on Kate very quickly here. Um... Things are looking bad. We know that Elena, Black Widow, has been hired um, by Kate's mom to kill Clint Barton and Hawkeye. Um, Echo is very conflicted. Um, she has been part of this family with Kingpin and Tracksuit Mafia all of her life. But it is looking like her... Is it supposed to be her brother, a lover, a cousin, a family member, just someone close there? I, I kind of missed that, and I apologize. But her, her confidant there, her, her number one guy, may have uh, been part of her dad's death and may have known more than what's let on, which means that Kingpin also has, which means a lot of her life has been a lie, and maybe she's not uh, quite a bad guy. Hmm, a character like that would deserve their own show, maybe, in the future. So a lot happening all at once, and now we get the culmination, and leading into this, I thought, how in the hell are they going to have everything happen and clean it all up? I really did not think they were going to be able to. So 
Uh, now that he's been revealed, we pretty much immediately start with the Kingpin, Wilson Fisk. Uh, Kate Bishop's mom says she wants out, and he pretty much says absolutely not, um, and, and threatens her uh, without directly threatening her, but it's pretty clear and it's it's pretty scary there. Um, Echo says uh, she understands that she let her emotions get the better of her. She's going to just take a couple days off, and... Kingpin says, oh, that's absolutely all right. Gives her a hug, says he loves her and all, and then gives the order to take her out because he's aware that a couple days off for her means she's going to take off, pretty much. And this is his way of controlling things. Um, Kate and Clint have uh, a talk and decide they're going to get everything set up there for this Christmas party. Um stuff is looking bad they're trying to figure out what to do they're getting ready they're making a plan there um and they have a moment I, i'm gonna be a little bit out of order i've only watched the episode once they have a moment of you know uh i can leave kate pretty much like i can leave you alone i'm sorry i got you into all this you know i, I can back away and all and clint saying you're my partner no and just the look on her face of feeling that love, that respect, that just everything to her from her hero, from her icon. Like that becoming not just a, not just a nuisance, not even a sidekick, but a peer. And how much that meant to Kate it was a very, very powerful moment there. She's been a fantastic freaking actress on the show, by the way. She has been amazing. There's been so much good acting and all the Marvel stuff this year. I don't know where I would... Like, I don't know who I'd pick as number one, but Haley Steinfeld there, or however you say her name, immediately coming in as a contender for all of it. Um, so we have the this... Clint and Kate get ready. They get everything set up for it. Um, they plan ahead. We go to the Christmas party. Um, they have their nice suits on, but they got their superhero suits underneath. All of the waiters are actually their LARPing friends um, that are helping them out, and they all got their radios going, you know, their little uh, earpieces going to stay in communication with each other. Fantastic little scene there. Um, Yelena shows up at this too. Kate sees her first. Oh god, alright, we got more trouble here. Um the number one guy there. God, I'm so sorry, I cannot remember his name. From Trenchcoat Mafia. Jeez, that's something else entirely. From the tracksuit mafia. <laughs> um has a sniper rifle. Clint becomes aware of it at the very last moment. You know, tells people to get down. Chaos ensues. Kate sees Elena, tries to catch up to her. Kate and Elena just amazing chemistry and talking and like a, a weird friendship respect thing building up between the two of them. Like a, a respect of fighting and strength and skill, but just kind of get along along too. I would watch like a Kate and Elena show right now. Like, there's some mission and the two of them got to do a road trip together for it. Like, they were just freaking amazing together. So funny. Uh, just seemed like best friends, but could be the worst of enemies, too. It was just a highlight on a show full of highlights. Um, big fight there. Uh, 
if people get paired off. Swordsman there shows up to help, and he's actually a good guy now. And he's so just over the top and hammy, but he's so much fun too. And what a great red herring on there. We all thought he was going to be one thing, and then he wasn't. And, and you know, never know. Maybe he will turn out to be something later on. But for now, you know, it, he wasn't the villain we thought he was going to be. Um, Kate and Hawkeye trying to, or Kate and Clint trying to fend off the entire uh, tracksuit mafia there right in Rockefeller Center. Oh my god, every single scene in it is just so much fun and their banter between the two and the last minute escapes from things, the trick arrows, the camera angles, the shots. There's one where the two of them are just like mere images of each other and you just see like the skill and accuracy and, and passion for it and all. Oh my god, so much fun. So amazing. Uh, then, you know, people start pairing off there for the fights. Clint is fighting against Yelena, explaining how Natasha died and he didn't kill her, he didn't let her die, and Natasha sacrificed herself. Kate taking on the Kingpin all by herself, which Kingpin just looks like a beast. Just like perfect wrestling booking of this monster here. And then whoever takes down that monster is skilled and can't be seen as a joke. It's not just getting lucky to take down a monster like this. Like, you you know, it, there's some skill here. You gotta outthink it, outclass him. And then, uh, Echo fighting against her, number one there and all. So much going on, so much fighting, everything just beautifully shot. And I was like, oh my god, they're actually gonna, we're gonna be able to wrap this all up. We're gonna be able to know what the hell is going on here. So much fun. So we jump ahead, um, Clint starts whistling. It's the whistle that if you've watched the Black Widow movie, you hear... And I, I said it for the Eternals movie. My dad was asking me about Eternals. I said, Eternals is going to be the Age of Ultron of this group of Marvel movies. Because I rewatched Age of Ultron with my kid within the last, last month or two. And I liked it a lot better now, knowing more about where Wanda's story goes. Where the Vision story goes. Um... You know, there's so many little things in there that paid off later or were being built up there. And that's how I felt for Eternals. Like, there's a lot of stuff here, but it's going to build to something more. And when we see, like, the next Avengers movie or Fantastic Four, something coming down the road here, we will see how the Eternals play into it and the Celestials and other things. And Eternals will be seen as a great chapter one for this story that we can enjoy more. So, earlier this year when Black Widow came out, I'm like, alright, that's it? Like, that's the Black Widow movie? We waited how many years for this movie and that's that's all that it is? I mean, it's fine. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. It's, I didn't feel like I wasted my time. I enjoyed it, but I didn't come out of it feeling excited. I didn't, you know, wait for the moment I can watch it again. I didn't run and tell, you know, feeling like I had to talk to my friends about it. I did do that for Shang-Chi. I love Shang-Chi. Like, if I could have seen it again that day, I would have. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home, I saw twice in the first week. That's I can't wait to watch it again. But Black Widow's just there. Now, however, Clint is beat down. Yelena's beating the crap out of him. He's not fighting back. 
he's trying to convince her that Natasha sacrificed herself, that he had nothing to do with it, and he does the whistle that the two of them had, their their little communication thing. And it hits so hard. It hits Elena hard, of course, but it hits the viewers hard as well. So this thing that didn't seem to matter that much from Black Widow movie becomes a huge turning point in her character and saves Clint's life pretty much here later on. Very cool. Um, Echo gains her freedom in a way uh, through sacrifice. Like her her next story there, I'm assuming it'll be another six episode Disney Plus one, will be very interesting and, and to get her to turn the corner into being a hero. I'm also curious, and I, I suppose we'll see it in the Marvels coming up, how we're going to work Disney Plus things into MCU theater things. Because everyone hasn't watched the TV shows. Even just, like, the Kingpin showing up, he was on a Netflix show, now he's on a Disney Plus show. But what more can you do with it? So, like... Uh, this is this is the Hawkeye spoiler show. This is not the Spider-Man spoiler show, so I don't want to talk about certain things. But, okay, um, Monica Rambeau in WandaVision. We've all had time to watch WandaVision by now. She's going to be in the Marvel's movie. How are they going to address that? Because there will be people going to see that Marvel's movie that have not watched WandaVision. Now this is an already established character, but that they have not seen so we can do, oh, hey, it's Monica. She was uh, she was hanging out with Scarlet Witch. Okay. Like, and? And she has powers now. Well, how? Well, you should have watched all nine episodes of it. Okay, but I didn't. All right, well, you should have. Like, how is that going to be explained in the course of the movies there? And there's stuff from this Hawkeye show. I'm like, okay, Kate Bishop is going to have to be a bigger part of stuff later, I would assume. How are we going to work on that? Swordsman's probably going to show up again. Kingpin's probably going to show up again. Echo showed up in another TV show. Is she going to show up in a movie in the Avengers? She should. And honestly, the the level that they're putting her at in the comic for certain things, um, I gotta imagine they got plans for her, um, because she's been pushed to the forefront, like pretty consistently here. So be very curious how that goes. Uh. Again, Kate Bishop, fantastic in her fight there with Kingpin. Such an awesome scene. Does so much for her as a character. And then her confrontation with her mom later on. Not what I thought was going to be said. Her her mom was saying something to her about, you run away from responsibilities, you don't know how hard it is to make the tough decision. Something along that line. And then the cops pull up, arrest her mom for the murder that took place in episode one. And she's like, I can't believe you let your mom be arrested on Christmas. And I'm thinking, she could have immediately said something like, um, you know, I'll see you later, mom, or love you, mom, or like something like that, kind of blowing it off in a way. And I was just shocked she didn't say something about, you know, to flip it back on her mom. Like, well, this is what it means to take responsibility for family, or this is what it means to make the tough decisions. Like, I was a little shocked that that wasn't, the line was echoed in a way there. Ha. Huh didn't mean to do that so then we get the scene we've all been waiting for um it's all done fighting's all done everything's happened um clint and kate have their their bond there and all and we see them driving up the road 
I'm hoping first thing in the morning. Uh, finally back to wherever his, uh, his farmhouse thing is there. And Clint has made it back on Christmas Day to see his family. It's not quite like Christmas Eve, like the kids didn't wake up and see him. You know, he, he didn't stumble in the middle of the night and make some Folgers coffee there. Um, but he's there, it's Christmas Day, he's loading up his bag and his presents all. And it seems like he's alone, but I mean, we all, we're all pretty sure he's not going to be. Sure enough, Kate's with him, which, I mean, makes sense. Her, her dad passed, like, in between the flashback scene and, and the actual start for the show. And her mom just got arrested, and her apartment was uh, burnt up. So, I mean, yeah, it makes sense she's going to go with him anyways. So at some point along the way, the whole family's been told about Kate, who she is, and they're all excited to talk to her and meet her and everything. And they're having a nice little Christmas together. Um, she and Clint have a, a good, a nice moment of burning the Ronin costume. Like they're, they started this adventure together. They're going to end it together with symbolic burning of the costume. And Kate's bringing up all of her new superhero names, which are too damn funny. And at the end, it is implied that he's going to just tell her, go ahead and be called Hawkeye as well, much like she is in the comics, which is awesome. But there was a scene in there in between. So along the way, um, Clint wants to get back the watch that was part of the auction and then ends up in Echo's apartment and his stolen goods from Avengers Tower falling. And we've been asking, whose watch is it? What's going on with the watch? Um, who does it belong to? Is there Stark tech in it? Are there plants in it? Are there something hidden in it? Whatever it might be. And I will be honest, I think for most of us, we assumed it's a men's watch. We assumed it was a thicker watch and that it was a watch that was for show as well. But as he returns it to, as Hawkeye, Clint Barton returns it to his wife who we've got all sort of, like, little teases of this episode, that she's more than just, you know, uh, she's not like a quiet little housewife thing here. It wasn't like his high school sweetheart or whatever. He hands it back to her, it's her watch, and it's like, okay, this is more of like a useful watch thing. Like, this is watch that's supposed to take a beating in a way, that's supposed to stand up for things. Did she, you know, um a diving watch in a way or a survival watch you know maybe she's that outdoorsy type maybe you know maybe she's athletic or something maybe a hundred things there and she takes the watch and she turns it around and she's all excited to have it back she turns around and the back of it has the shield logo that's what i saw first i'm like all right that's cool she was a shield agent you know they met while in shield together and she retired but she's uh she's probably not completely out of the game there it's like all right that's interesting and i'm very curious what they might do in the future with her now with that reveal what i didn't see which the internet saw and i did quickly as i said i didn't watch i only watched the whole episode once but i went back to check for this because i missed it is at the bottom of that shield logo is the number 19 agent 19 has been bobby morse mockingbird which means we finally have Hawkeye and Mockingbird at least Easter egg level, if not official, in the MCU. Couple of things. Um, one, will we see her in a Mockingbird costume? Will we see her in action? 
Will we see a flashback to their adventures together? Um, will we see a story take place later on where um, she has to go back into battle? She fights alongside Hawkeye with the with the bow staffs with you know whatever it might be. I grew up. I've I've said this on many other th- podcasts and posts and YouTube stuff. I grew up as a huge West Coast Avengers fan. Love that comic run. I'm still trying to piece together a complete run of it just for my myself, my own enjoyment. Um, but that was one of my favorite comics growing up, and I love Hawkeye Mockingbird's story, especially the Phantom Rider arc and the split up for the team and the arguments. And then I was very upset when she died in the comics because it was such a good character and no one seemed to care or do anything. And then here comes Secret Invasion and she's back. We know Secret Invasion's coming in Marvel. I don't think Mockingbird's part of it in this way. But with Wilson Fisk coming back from a TV show and Marvel doing all this stuff in-house now instead of having two different studios, a movie studio and a TV studio that don't talk to each other and don't share things. We did have a Bobby Morse, codename Mockingbird, on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show also dealt with multiple realities with the multiverse there. Does the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show count anymore? Don't know. We had Coulson, we had Nick Fury show up, we had Sif show up, um, but not that much else for tying it in with the MCU anymore. And then they kind of went into uh, their own universe thing and all, and you could say that they were no longer part of it. But also now we have this multiverse stuff opening up. We have people that very much want um, Quake, Daisy Johnson, played by, I can't remember her name right now, um, to be brought into MCU. She was one of the best characters on the show. I personally would like Ming-Na Wen as Agent May to show up in the official MCU again. Um, but S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of isn't around anymore, but S.W.O.R.D. apparently is, based on the end of uh, Far From Home. When uh, Yeah, it's Far From Home when we see Nick Fury and the Skrulls and all that stuff. So who knows what is coming there. But there was a fan theory which I kind of liked. She's Agent 19. One in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't remember if we ever got her agent number. But if, like when Yelena attacks Hawkeye, Clint, and Kate in episode 4, I think? 4. At the end of it, he says, someone hired a Black Widow. A Black Widow, which means that it's not Black Widow, Red Widow, like the Yellow Widow, like they don't have different code names for anyone in that training group is a Black Widow. We knew the most famous one, and then eventually knew her as Natasha, but she was a Black Widow. Um, what if Mockingbird is a shield response to that? So the, um, the female agents in S.H.I.E.L.D. would all be Mockingbirds going up against Black Widows. And I mean, maybe, I don't know, do Mockingbirds eat spiders? Maybe they do. I'm not quite sure. 
But that could be a reference to it. Like, hey, our agents are going to just eat up your agents there. And that's that's our Cold War answer that we continued on through into modern days. Um, it would not shock me if they announced a Hawkeye Season 2. This was so much fun. Uh, Kate Bishop needs to return. She's just a delight. Yelena needs to return. She was so much fun here as well. And that's the thing. It's fun. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home had a lot of weight to it and pulled off a ton in that movie. Shang-Chi was a lot of fun. Black Widow, I'm warming up to. But at first it just kind of sat there. WandaVision, you had to think about the whole time you are watching it. Oh my god, what's happening? What is going on here? This show is crazy. Loki had all the time travel, the variants and everything. You really had to pay attention. Captain America had a lot of weight for race relations, for... What do you deserve for earning a title, for proving yourself worthy of something? What if seemed light at times and then it got building up and now it, I'm really thinking they're going to swerve us all here and it'll turn out that what if is far more important than we realize for any of it. But Hawkeye was just fun. I didn't have to think all the time for it. I didn't have to wonder all the time for things. I didn't have to figure out how stuff is pieced together. I never felt there was an episode I had to explain to people. I had to explain stuff from WandaVision. I had to explain stuff from Loki. Um, uh, even Falcon Winter Soldier, I had people like, what Marvel movies do I have to watch to be up to speed? Hawkeye was just fun. Honestly, as long as you know who Hawkeye is... And that he was, you could watch that first Avengers movie, get Hawkeye's deal, and you don't need to know anything else. Despite other characters being into it, the way they're introduced and show up for things, you could just roll with it not having seen anything else. It was just fun. And I know we're building a universe here, but you, even for comics themselves, so much is deadly serious and dark and grim and gritty and all that crap and everything... Or it has to be about a political message or a social message. And yes, that stuff is important. And I do want it in certain texts. And I do enjoy it at times. Or it does make me think at times. But there's nothing wrong with just being entertained and having fun. And despite every single uh, obstacle and pitfall and... Uh, uh, cliffhanger and everything for Hawkeye it was just so much fun the entire time I absolutely loved it fell in love with every single character on it and just had a blast for that that's one of the things I've been enjoying about the MCU is it's not superhero movies and superhero TV shows um, Captain America was like political espionage stories you know, your, your Tom Clancy type kind of stuff with superheroes. You know, um, uh, Iron Man is a tech movie with superheroes. Thor was Shakespeare at first with superheroes. Like, everything's just, here's this story, we're going to add some superheroes into it too. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is a space western with superheroes too. And these shows for Disney Plus are, you know, here's a dramatic show. 
here's a mystery show, here's a sci-fi show, here's this, here's that, with superheroes. And this was like, here's just a fun, balls-out, action-adventure show. Really well-written, though, with a great plot, and it's just fun. And they're superheroes, too. Um, and honestly, yeah, they're superheroes, and we could, we could question Echo if she has actual powers. But as much as I call it a with superhero show... There's no one really with powers on the show. Like, we could put Echo in a gray area until we learn more, but there's really no one with powers on this show. It's just straight up, like, an action show. A six-episode action movie, in a way. So much fun. I hope you all enjoyed it as well. Uh, Please go ahead, give some response, let me know. And hey, this is going up Thursday. Christmas is nigh. Can't wait for it. I am hoping for a very fun Christmas. I'm hoping for a good new year and a much better 2022. And I'm hoping to check off more and more boxes and get more projects done and more writing. And I know all the stuff I wanted to do and thought I'd get done this year. And it's at the top of my list for 2022 before I start any new projects. Uh, Including talking here, getting some guests on, getting more stuff going, adding to the Patreon, adding to my work over at the Retro Network, which also hosts this blog, and over at my own blog, MassLibrary.com. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year if I don't talk to you next week.